Hello? Hello? Wait, wait, wait. Do you hear that? A fresh new microphone I hear from our girl Chloe. Just gave me a heart attack. Thought we were having more audio issues. So I was like, hear what? No, all I hear is crystal clear. <laughs> exactly. Chloe's coming at <laughs> us with a fresh new mic today. We are so excited. And we're back in business, babes. That we are. And we are here for, hold up, Wink. Who are we here for? We're here for the Queen Bee herself, Miss Beyonce. Today we'll be reviewing Lemonade, and it's one of me and Chloe's favorite albums by Beyonce, and I'm super excited to dive in. And Chloe, are you obsessed with this album? I'm thirsty for some lemonade tonight, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm so thirsty, babes. I am so excited to get into this. So I have a little intro for Beyonce, even though she does not need one. So Miss Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter was born on September 4th, 1981 in Houston, Texas. And from a young age, Beyonce loved performing and she got her big start in the 90s when she became a member of the R&B girl group Destiny's Child, which became one of the best-selling girl groups of all time. And once the group took a hiatus, Beyonce was able to focus on her solo career and released her debut album, Dangerously in Love, in 2003. And around this time, she met and started dating her now husband, Jay-Z. Since then, Beyonce has released multiple albums and opened her management company, Parkwood Entertainment. Without a doubt, Beyonce has made a mark in pop culture, the music industry, and much more with her vocals, personality, and dedication. So without further ado, let's get into one of her most personal pieces of work, Lemonade, which is all about her relationship with her husband and a little bit of infidelity, which we'll dive into. So I'm so excited, Chloe. Are you so excited? I'm so ready. Beyonce and Jay-Z as a couple just never made sense to me anyways. Maybe she's got a master plan that we don't know about there. But one thing that I know is when Jay-Z went out and cheated on her, which like how or why he could possibly do that, I don't know. You know, they say that men especially, but that people cheat when they realize that the person that they are with is actually out of their league. So they'd rather be with someone who's easy, not necessarily like sexually easy, just easy as in they don't have to entertain. They don't have to strive to be better. They don't have to try and like meet those standards, I guess you could say. So I suppose that's why he cheated on her, but I mean, Fuck if I know, because it makes no damn sense to me. But makes, the one thing that we've learned is that if you cheat on Beyonce, she will make a stellar album out of it. She'll drag you through the grass. And that she did, babes. And she starts off strong with the first track, Pray You Catch Me, which, what a title. She really started off the album with, you can taste the dishonesty, it's all over your breath. Mm-hmm. As you pass it off so cavalier, but even that's a test, constantly aware of it all. Damn, she says, I can taste you being dishonest in your breath. Where you been? Who you been with, babes? Because something's not right. And then she says, my lonely ear pressed against the walls of your world. Pray to catch you whispering. I pray you catch me listening. I'm praying to catch you whispering. And that's a 
terrible feeling to have. Spending your whole day, like your world is constantly just thinking about if this man is doing some trifling ass shit. It's like so sad and just praying that I catch you whispering, but I'm praying more that you catch me listening because mm-hmm. I want you to know that I care. And I want you to first also know that I'm catching your ass. I listened to this album and I feel like the lyrics in this album are some of her most like smart, intelligently written lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like, you know, I don't know. I think this album is also written a lot after the fact. So it's a lot of hindsight's 2020. There's a lot to learn from this album. I think she has a lot of intelligence, like you said, and it's some of her best work to date. So I am obsessed right after the chorus. She says, nothing else ever seems to hurt like the smile on your face when it's only in my memory. It don't hit me quite the same. Maybe it's a cause for concern, but I'm not at ease keeping my head to the curb. Pray to catch you whispering like damn like nothing ever makes me more mad than seeing you smile because you're hurting me so bad and you're doing all this shit with a smile on your face it can mean that and it can also mean i kind of took it in a different way which like that makes total sense what you just said but i also thought of it like nothing seems to hurt like the smile on your face when it's only in my memory she says it don't hit me quite the same it's like just seeing you smiling, seeing you happy, or thinking about like the memories of times when you were happy and we were happy together. And now you've gone and ruined it all. Cause for me, like I've been cheated on. And like one of the feelings that I had after learning what had happened and how long it had been going on, I remember going back and being like, well, damn, all of these times that we had, all of these things that we did, I was having a great time not knowing he knew this person knew that person knew and they're all thinking these things like I feel like an idiot and at the time like everybody's smiling and I thought it was great and now I think back to those smiles and they hurt like a bitch because I know that everybody else was maybe laughing at me with those smiles that's the thing and that's why I love doing these album reviews too because we both have two different takes on it but yours makes complete sense as well like I wouldn't pick up on that but that totally makes sense and adds to the whole narrative of this whole album and she ends with i'm praying you catch me and then in the song it kind of it's like kind of speaks this she says what are you doing my love and kind of in that tone as well and it's like why are you putting all of this at risk like why are you hurting me like this like dude snap out of it like what in the hell are you doing and the way she says it and it's obviously beyonce and i love her voice it's so elegant and beautiful but I think it's interesting that she added that. It's just a very mm-hmm. interesting note to end the song on. But overall, I love the song. It's solid to me and it adds to the whole vibe of the album and is a great way to kind of introduce this theme, you know? Overall, I think that it was like the perfect song to choose to kick off the album. I could not agree more. This is a, the best way to start the album. And she starts off super slow pray you catch me a beautiful song and then track number two switches to hold up which is a whole different vibe and actually one of my favorite songs off the album what about you clay what are your thoughts okay so hold up i think is my favorite song off the album if not there are two off the whole album that really popped my clothes more than anything else and hold up i 
freaking love this song because I love the attitude of it. It feels sexy. It's slower. It's got like a swinging beat. I'm pretty sure it's just like something about it is taunting. It's like teasing and it's like she's mad and she's telling you off. Yeah. But it's also like sexy and sultry. So she goes in and she says, hold up. They don't love you like I love you. Slow down. They don't love you like I love you. Back up. They don't love you like I love you. Step down. They don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. Hold up. (laughs) They don't love you like I love you. Okay, so later on in the song, she jumps in and she says, something don't feel right because it ain't right, especially coming up after midnight. I smell your secrets and I'm not too perfect to ever feel this worthless. How did it come down to this? Scrolling through your call list. I don't want to lose my pride, but I'm a fuck me up a bitch. (laughs) What? Yeah, this whole song is so fucking iconic like i smell your secrets and i'm not too perfect to ever feel this worthless like damn she's spinning bars throughout this whole thing like i'm obsessed i love how she says scrolling through your call list i don't want to lose my pride but i'm a fucking oh, fuck me up a bitch. bitch she's like i don't want to lose my pride by like going through your phone and like being like i can't trust you or like being like i'm gonna get into a fight with another woman but like I'm going to fuck up a bitch if she's texting my fucking husband. Mm-hmm. And like you said, this is kind of like a confronting song. I could see her like it singing is. this like to Jay-Z. Like, fuck you, bitch. Like, I don't want to lose my pride. No, like, I if, will. if it wasn't singing, she could be yelling all of this at him. I mean, like, hold up. They don't love you like I love you. Like, step down, bitch. They don't love you like I love you. Like, not obviously rhyming the whole way through or whatever, but I could totally see it happening. It's giving Muddy Feet by Miley Cyrus very much that vibe like i'm living and then she gets into one of my favorite parts of the whole song Ah, i love love, this next line so much i love it she says know that i kept it sexy you know i kept it fun there's something that i'm missing maybe my head for one what's worse looking jealous or crazy jealous or crazy or like being walked all over lately walked all over lately i'd rather be crazy which that she said jealous or crazy that's the gaslighting going on that's what's mm-hmm. going on here because he's gonna be like oh like you're being crazy like stop like I, don't don't be like that no i would rather look crazy but i'm gonna catch your ass because i'm not and you're gaslighting the fuck out of me like these lyrics are top tier i don't even know how to put it into words well this is one thing the next part is what i really want to get into now because one thing about beyonce is she's not afraid to just like tell it like it is and call it right out with the lyrics and like she's not trying to paint a picture or be shy about what's going on no she's gonna straight up word for word spell it out for you so she says let's imagine for a moment that you never made a name for yourself or master wealth they had you labeled as a king never made it out the cage still out there moving in them streets never had the baddest woman in the game up in your sheets would they be down to ride? No. They used to hide from you, lied to you. But y'all know we were made for each other. So I find you and hold you down. Me saying say. Hola. It's so... Like, I have to clap. I'm clapping. Like, that's so good. 
Okay, so now we're getting to my absolute favorite part of the entire song. So this is where Beyonce gets really into it. And she says, you let this good love go to waste. I always give that top tier five star backseat loving in the car. Like make that wood, like make that wood, like Holly, like that Boulevard. What's worse? Looking jealous and crazy. Jealous and crazy. Or like <laughs> being walked, walked all over lately. Walked all over lately. It's so good. That's my favorite part of the whole song as well. It's just the delivery as well. She has attitude. I can tell that she was filling these lyrics while she was singing it. And she has a music video for this. Actually, this whole album is a film. So every song has a music video. But this song in particular, she's in this beautiful yellow dress with a baseball bat, like smashing cars in. Just honestly I, serving. I think this one's like the most iconic music video and like imagery wise. I feel like this one might be the most iconic from the whole album from Lemonade. Iconic and a staple from Lemonade. <laughs> Absolutely. And now I think it's time to move on to the third song in the album. Because one thing we haven't mentioned yet is Bates. This is a long album. Yeah, it's on the longer side, but some of the songs are on the shorter. Like, I believe one song Beyonce doesn't even sing on. I believe it's just like a whole featured song. It's an interlude, I believe. But yeah, it's very unique for Beyonce, I would say. This whole album is a unique style that she chose. Well, let's get into Don't Hurt Yourself featuring Jack White. So tell me about it, Gary. Tell me, like, all about the lyrics, what your opinions are. Do you listen to the song? Like, let's get let's get it going. So for Don't Hurt Yourself, it's very fun. I love the beginning. Ooh la la la. It's super cute, super fun. I will say this isn't a song I go to very often out of all the songs, but it's fun. It's angry. Oh, this is like an angry song. Like I feel like Beyonce was just pissed off and she was like, I'm going to write about it. She said, don't hurt yourself. Who the fuck do you think I is? You ain't married to no average bitch boy. You can watch my fat ass twist boy as I bounce to the next dick boy. I mean, she's mad, as I said. And when she's singing it, you can tell she's not happy. Like if Beyonce was saying this shit to me in person, I would cry. It's very intimidating. Um, and it's loud, aggressive. The beats behind her are strong. But like I said, overall, if I'm in this vibe, I listen to it, but I have to be in a very specific mood for the song to hit like it's supposed to, you know? What about you? That's, that's the thing, too, is, like, I agree with the mood thing and her making it so specific to her, being like, you ain't married an average bitch boy, meaning we all can interpret that this is specifically about Jay-Z and Beyonce's marriage. It doesn't make it as relatable to some of the other songs out there. Like this whole album, while it's very, very good, a lot of it is not super relatable to me because I haven't been married. I haven't been cheated on. I haven't been in that kind of a high profile relationship. You know, I'm not a singer. I'm not with a singer, producer, music industry people. So all of it like that part, those aspects of it are not relatable to me. However, just like the relationship aspects, the anger, the like, even though we aren't all actually Beyonce, I think every woman who's ever gotten cheated on is like, do you not know who the fuck you're like with? Like you married a badass bitch or you're dating like a badass bitch and you think you're gonna cheat on me? Like maybe that's not how 
what you feel at the first stage, but usually after a few glasses of wine with our girlfriends, we get to that stage if we can't get to it our, on our own. So again, like this one for me is also not one that I go to all the time. It's definitely got a lot of different lyrics. Like there's a lot going on. I could see it being a favorite for someone whom it might be a little bit more personally relatable for, but for me, it's just like that. Some of the other ones, even when they're still about like a cheating relationship marriage, they're still a little bit more vibey and dancey. Like I can still chill out to them a little bit more than this one. I a hundred percent agree. And she touches some, with some of the same themes again with, I smell the fragrance on your Louis V boy. Just give my fat ass a big kiss boy. Tonight I'm fucking up all your shit, boy. When you hurt me, you hurt yourself. Try not to hurt yourself. I love that lyric. That's kind of camp. So that was fun. And then when you lie to me, you lie to yourself. So she goes into that, like, we're basically the same person. Like you're married. You know what I mean? Like they're past just dating. They're past being engaged. They're past just being married. They have a child at this point. They're parents. So mm -hmm. she's like, we're one. So whatever you're doing to me, you're doing to yourself. Like snap out of it. And I think that's a big theme throughout. And then she just kind of ends it with a big line, I think. She kind of ends it with a big statement. She says, we just got to let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be, baby. Uh, this is your final warning. You know I give you life. If you tried this shit again, you going to lose your wife. Damn. She said it. There's not a lot of guessing in this album. I mean, she says what she has to say. Exactly. And also, like, to me, like, that's just crazy. Like, Beyonce, what do you mean if you do it again, you're going to lose your wife? Like, bro, you're going to get publicly cheated on and stay with him? Crazy. But I think one of the reasons why this isn't necessarily one of my all-time favorite songs, too, is I feel like it's kind of choppy like there's a lot of lyrics a lot of sort of like short lines mixed together and it's like she's kind of bouncing around talking about some different stuff so it doesn't flow the way my normal like favorite songs do and yeah but overall like it's not bad by any means and it definitely especially if you're going to listen to the album all the way through it definitely fits in like perfectly there yes and sometimes i really am just in the mood to listen to an album all the way through and for that purpose like don't get me wrong either almost every single album out there there are going to be like three to four songs that i just almost never listen to unless i'm playing the album through and that's when I listen to them again. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot about this one. I love this song, you know? Exactly. And like you said, I think this adds to the album's whole theme and whole meaning. So I think it's perfect for that. But it also leads perfectly into the next song, which is maybe my favorite song. Definitely top three. Yeah, top three for me too. Sorry. It's so good. This song takes me back to right when it was released. It's an I iconic song do you guys know what else is iconic about this song as efbf besties this is another song out there where the first time i ever heard it was in a classic efbf car front seat listening party with garrett it sure was he introduced me to this song in the car at night lights off just chilling music loud i think my driveway could be wrong 
And the first time I ever heard it, I was like, oh my God. Certain songs that I hear for the first time make me kind of squeal or like scream. Like Chapel Roan, um, Naked in Manhattan definitely made me like <laughs> the first time I heard it. So this is another one that the first time I heard it, I was like, oh my God, get into it, Garrett. It's so, so good. So she starts off with, sorry i ain't sorry <laughs> sorry i ain't sorry i ain't sorry <laughs> i ain't sorry nah, nah, nah it's so good it's so good so she says he's trying to roll me up i ain't picking up headed to the club i ain't thinking about you me, me and my, my ladies and my deuces <laughs> I don't give a fuck chucking my deuces up. Suck on my balls, paws, I had enough. I ain't thinking about you. I mean, right there, she's out with her girl. She's painting the scene. She's at the club, not thinking about you. And she throws in the iconic line, suck on my balls, paws, I had enough. And I have a little insight comment on this. My mother, when this came out, hated this song and i specifically that line specifically me and jenna claire screaming that line Suck on my balls, pause. <laughs> so this is the song i feel like out of the whole album where she's still really pissed off but she's playful with it and she's being like this is the one song where she is pissed off but she's out drunk with her friends pissed off and more than anything this song gives me out with my friends drunk and i see my ex for the first time yeah like and everything is still really fresh but you're already drunk so you're already gonna act out you're already there it's yeah. already done <laughs> yeah so then she says middle fingers up put them hands high wave it in his face tell him boy bye, bye. tell him boy bye bye boy bye bye middle fingers up i think about you, you. <laughs> i'm sorry I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no. Hell no. Uh, out of nowhere, she goes, Now you want to say you're sorry. Now you want to call me crying. Now you want to see me wilding. Now I'm the one that's lying. And I don't feel bad about it. It's exactly what you get. So stop interrupting my grind. And I ain't thinking about you. I ain't thinking about you. It's so good. I it's so that. good. You killed it. No, I thought it was Beyonce. Wait, wait, Beyonce? Beyonce? <laughs> and then the best part of the whole song is at the end, and this is where she gets so fucking real. This part of the song brought so much pop culture, so much media, so much like craze. And this is the part that really gives me like crazy bitch vibes that just got cheated on. Yeah. She says, Looking at my watch, he should have been home. Today, I regret the night I put that ring on. What? He always got them fucking excuses. I pray to Laura you reveal what his truth is. I left a note in the hallway. By the time you read it, I'll be far away. I'm far away. But I ain't fucking with nobody. Let's have a toast to the good life. 
suicide before you see this tear fall down my eyes. Me and my baby, we gon' be all right. We gon' have a good life. Big homie better grow up. Me and my woody's about to stroll up. I see them boppers in the corner. They're sneaking out the back door. He only want me when I'm not there. He better call Becky with the good hat. He better call Becky with the good hat. <laughs> Guys, my puss is officially popped. That is so good. Like, every single line you just read. Mm. Chef's kiss. And like you said, the bitch is crazy. She said, I'm taking my child. I'm leaving you a note and I'm gone. But guess what? I'm not going to be a bitch like you. I'm not going to be out here fucking. I'm going to be making my life better for my child and not be messing with Becky with the good hair. Guess what? He only want me when I'm not there. Mm hmm. But I am fucking with nobody. Let's have a toast to the good life. Okay, well, you guys can clearly tell we love it. For anyone who already knows and loves this song, I'm so sorry. You just had to sit there and listen to me <laughs> talk, sing the whole thing. But I really had to. And you'll know why if you listen to it. Because we really had to get into all the lyrics there. Yeah, we had to. I mean, it's, it's so too good. Shit. I regret the night I put that ring on. Oh! A lot of mentions of the ring coming off. But she never did. She's like teasing us. Like, bitch, do it. Like, take it off, give it back. I'm done. But what a great song. And if you have never listened, please go listen. It's so good. And this is a song that even if you're not in this time of your life of being cheated on, you can still have fun with it and still, like, pop your puss, too. Like, it's a great, great song. I love it so much. And no matter how much I love it, like, this is not shade. It's genuine confusion. But if she can talk like this in the song, I just don't understand why she can't pick up and go take her baby and go leave him in real life. She can talk the talk, but not walk the walk. You, you should tell her. <laughs> I just did. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on to Six Inch featuring The Weeknd. Six Inch. It's an interesting song. It's another one kind of like, don't hurt yourself in my opinion. I don't gravitate towards this song compared to a lot of the other songs off the album. I do like The weekend, but it doesn't grab me. It doesn't pull me in. Yeah. What are your opinions? Kind of the same? Um. Yeah. So my opinions are definitely kind of the same. It's got like a lot of lyrics that's kind of telling a story. But this one to me, which like I mean no offense, but I feel like this song honestly kind of doesn't add anything, but also doesn't take anything away from the album. It's just kind of here. Like, I could take it or leave it, um, which obviously if it's anybody's favorite song, they're going to be so mad at me for saying that. But I definitely don't listen to this one too often. I don't know that I am the biggest fan of The Weeknd. Mm. Like, I don't know that I'm not a fan of him either, but I feel like a lot of the times he is the featuring artist on an album. And a lot of times those songs are just not my favorite songs on the album. So, um I guess we can just get started into some of the lyrics. So a six inch in the song is sort of referring to six inch heels, but could also definitely be a little, little bit of a, a little 
double meaning. I don't know. <laughs> um, but she says six inch heels. She walked in the club like nobody's business. God damn, she murdered everybody and I was her witness. She's stacking money, money everywhere she goes. You know, pesos out of Mexico. De uno, commas in them decimals. She don't gotta give up. She's professional. She makes an updates with that Hennessy. She loved the way it tastes. That's her recipe. Rushing through her veins like it's ecstasy. Oh no, she already made enough, but she'll never leave. Six inch heels. I'm like, yeah. Like, I don't know. It just kind of bores me. I mean, I get it, but like, it's just like, honestly, I don't know. It just throws me off from the album. You know, like we were just me at too. It Sorry. It seem to flow with the album. Like it's not giving the same storyline because this is giving me stripper storyline. Yeah. I'm a little confused Which is still, by like, it. Really cool, but it just doesn't flow with the rest of the vibe of Lemonade. Because, like, I'm trying to get into it. Like, we're reading the lyrics. She murdered everybody. I was her witness. Like, that's cute. But I also feel like I just don't see Beyonce in the weekend sitting down and writing this song. It just doesn't feel personal. Right. I just don't feel any connection. I don't know. I'm kind of done with that one. Yeah, moving <laughs> okay. on. That's okay. all really we okay. have to say. So, with Daddy Lessons. Daddy Lessons is actually super fun. And I'm actually obsessed i really like this song it's kind of unique from all the others but it kind of still gives a little backstory to beyonce it feels like very homey to me and it reminds me of her hometown texas probably because she opens up with yeehaw texas Ooh, texas so this is chloe's song because chloe's in texas <laughs> yeah she says came into this world daddy's little girl and daddy made a soldier out of me Daddy made me dance and daddy held my hand and daddy liked his whiskey with his tea. And we rode motorcycles, black jack, classic vinyl, tough girl is what I had to be. He said, take care of your mother, watch out for your sister. And oh, that's when he gave to me with his gun and his head held high. He told me not to cry. Oh, my daddy said, shoot. Oh, my daddy said, shoot. So I think this is a very personal song i think obviously it triggers back to her hometown with texas she, she talks a lot about her dad obviously with the title being daddy's lessons it's a lot of stuff that she learned from him which i think is interesting with this album being about divorce talking about your dad and uh, like another man in your life it's like obviously mm -hmm. the two most important men are your dad and your husband so i think it's interesting that she reflects on this and i think it's cute i don't know it kind of like made beyonce kind of feel relatable i mean not relatable relatable but just like kind of learning more about her and knowing what her parents were like you know i agree and as a daddy's girl myself like there is something really special really different really unique about a girl and her dad's relationship if they do have like a strong one you know here's the thing too for me is it's interesting that she included this into the album because I feel like when especially if you're married and you have children if your parents are still alive I feel like once you're in a mature relationship and get cheated on there's like a whole nother added level of like if you have a good relationship with your parents you just don't want to have to tell them that that that, that happened because it's like, as soon as you tell them, they're obviously not going to like that person anymore. But it's also just like, as soon as you tell them, those things become real. And like a father is never, ever going to forgive or forget that. Yeah. 
So it's got that extra like sentimental. There's there's a lot of meaning to this song being on this album. Um, I also want to talk about the lyrics where she says, my daddy warned me about men like you. He said, baby girl, he's playing you. He's playing you because when trouble comes to town and men like me come around. Oh, my daddy said, shoot. Yeah, my daddy said, shoot. Yeehaw, because when trouble come to town and men like me come around, my daddy said, shoot. See, very interesting word choice with when men like me come around. So her dad's comparing himself to people that she's dated prior. And a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of meaning to the song and a lot of different, there are a lot of different reasons why she included it, but I think it's cute. And it also breaks up the song from being all about cheating, 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 divorce, like all like all the heavy topics. So I think this is a cute little break and gives us some different themes and topics to talk about. I agree. And now do you want to move on to a love drought? Yes, let's move on to love drought. This switches back to the slower vibe with pray you catch me. I would put that in the same category and it opens up with 10 times out of nine. I know you're lying. But nine times out of 10, I know you're trying. So I'm trying to be fair and you're trying to be there and to care. And you're caught up in your permanent emotions. All the loving I've been giving goes unnoticed. It's just floating in the air. Looky there. Are you aware you're my lifeline? Are you trying to kill me? If it wasn't me, would you still feel me like on my worst day? Or am I not thirsty enough? That hurts. She says, are you aware that you're my lifeline? Like, I need you to live. Like, are you trying to kill me right now? Like, you're trying to cut off what I need to survive in this world. And it kind of feels like it's easy to you. Like, lying's easy for you. And I'm trying to make all these excuses up. Because in my head, I know that you care about me. And I want you to care. And I know that you've loved me at one point. But you're just caught up in your fucking permanent emotions. Ugh, it's just so good. She's like really spitting the bars. Yeah, this one's a lot. There's a lot of lyrics. There's a lot of different stuff going on. And she really is spitting bars. Like, that's the perfect way to put it. Because she's really talking about a lot of different stuff and getting deep. There's this one part I want to touch on. At the very end, it's close to the bridge. She says, I'll always be committed. I've been focused. I'll always pay attention, been devoted. Tell me what did I do wrong? Oh, already asked that. My bad which I love that right there. She says, I've always been committed. I've done everything right on my end. So tell me, what did I do wrong? Like, please. And she says, I've already asked that. Cause if you've ever been in this situation, you've probably asked this question a million times. Like, what have I done wrong? Like what made me be put in the situation like on my end? Like what could have I done better or different? Cause I feel like a lot of people that have been cheated on blame themselves for it. Or like want to know the answer. Like why did this happen to me? You know? So I love that she says, oh, I already asked that, my bad. Because, like, you just want an answer. And I think that's probably the worst part about being cheated on is, like, the why. And, like, not knowing and just, like, being in pain and, like, not being able to relate, you know? Yes, and I also think Beyonce says one of the most real things ever for any celebrity in this song. Which, obviously, Beyonce is married to a celebrity, but... Even though Jay-Z might be very extremely successful in the music industry, arguably, like, let's be real, Beyonce's name is bigger. Yes. It just is. So, um, I love how she says, if I wasn't me, would you still feel me? She's saying, if I didn't 
have the fans and the clout and like the celebrity following me if I wasn't such an iconic person, if I didn't also come with free PR, free entry to things like cool trips, like whatever it might be, I don't know, would you still be into me? I just think that it's really brave of her to even bother to pose that question publicly for us all to hear. I agree. I think it's interesting too, because like you said at the beginning, we don't relate to this right now because we're not at that level of fame. And that's just kind of a, that's a lyric that we kind of can just like look into and like look at her POV and kind of like, that's definitely her take in her world because I couldn't imagine going through all of this publicly. Imagine the mm-hmm. embarrassment, like the shame, everything. I just could not imagine, you know? So that was Love Drought. Now I want to move on to Sandcastles, which continues the vibe, but this is one of my favorite songs off the album and it has been since the first time I listened to the album. So she starts off with, we built sand castles that washed away. I made you cry when I walked away. I can't sing the whole thing because it's slow, but oh, and although I promised that I couldn't stay, baby, every promise don't work out that way. Every promise don't work out that way. Dishes smashed on the counter from our last encounter. Pictures snatched out the frame. Bitch, I scratched out your name and your face. What is it about you that I can't erase, baby? Damn, like that hits. And the way she sings it, it's so emotional. And it honestly feels like a gospel song. Like she's just like, it's kind of begging, like dishes smashed on the counter. Like obviously the last time they saw each other, it was a fight. This was back with like, don't hurt yourself. Like she was in that vibe last time they saw each other. And now she's kind of like looking back at it hindsight and it's like, what the hell? Like, what is it about you that I just cannot get over? Like there's a, there's something there. And then she repeats, when every promise don't work out that way and your heart is broken cause I walked away. Show me your scars and I won't walk away. Oh, and I know I promised that I couldn't stay. Every promise don't work out that way. And that's basically, it's a very short song lyrically because she sings it slow and it's a lot of emotion throughout the whole thing. But yeah, it's very powerful and very sad. I just feel so much emotion from her. So I think that's why it makes me so sad. And I love it. It's a really sweet song. What are your opinions about it? Because I basically just read the whole thing. (laughs) That's okay, because it's a short one. It is definitely very sad. It's very slow. I feel like one of the other reasons why it feels so sad is because it's called Sandcastles. And she starts it off by saying, we built sandcastles that washed away. So right off the bat, it also puts you in a place of like remembering what it's like to be a kid. And like just the imagery of a sandcastle washing away is very... You can never make one like it again. It's one in a million. Like you cannot build the same sandcastle and you see it wash away and it's gone forever. You know, you can't, you can't, even though you can rebuild it, it just won't ever be as it was before. It'll never be the same again. So I think that this was beautiful. And also I really love just listening to her voice in this one. I wish she did more songs like this where we could really hear her like do some runs. I think even in this song, it would have been great if like, either at the beginning or the end, 
she just like ended the lyrics but continued to do like a like sing but not do lyrics just kind of vocalize for a little bit that could be cool because mm-hmm. that's something she doesn't really do very often but all in all i think this one's really good i think it's underrated i feel like it's one that probably would get skipped quite a bit on the album but it's i think one of my top three top four songs on the album agreed even if i'm not sad i can just listen to it because it's so beautiful it's a gem and i hope everyone listening gives it a little listen because it's cute I think that leads us perfectly into the next song, Forward, featuring James Blake. But I know a James Blake song, so I was looking forward to the song. But I believe this is the song that I mentioned that Beyonce doesn't sing on. I believe it's all James Blake on this track, I believe. And I put it with the other ones. This is a song I don't listen to that often. And I feel bad because all the features that we've mentioned so far are the songs that I don't gravitate towards. But... This one's just very slow. It's called Forward and it's about like moving forward. I don't know. It's just like not my cup of tea. What's your what's your opinion about this song? I don't even feel too bad about the fact that we're not leaning towards the features on this album because we've said it before, we've stated it before that like features just aren't our jam. We typically like to go listen to an artist to listen to that artist. So I agree with you. Honestly, I have probably only heard this one a couple of times because I definitely don't listen to it very much. And I think I've only played this album through like all the way through a handful of times. So I'm definitely not like used to it. I also do have a few other songs on my phone that are like, like James Blake songs or featuring James Blake. So it's interesting, but just looking at the lyrics, forward best foot just in case when we made our way till now it's time to listen it's time to fight forward now we can hold doors open for a while now we can be open for a while forward i love you more than this job please don't work for me forward go back to your sleep in your favorite spot just next to me forward which reading it it literally sounds like a poem poem at like a snap poetry kind of thing you know yeah I think it's pretty. I think it makes for a good poem. It makes for good lyrics. It's just not a song I've listened to a whole heck of a lot. Forward. Forward. Just keep going forward. (laughs) So that's fun. But yeah, that's basically it. That was all the lyrics. It was a very short song. And like I said, Beyonce wasn't wasn't even featured on this track. So moving forward to track number 10, To Freedom, featuring Kendrick Lamar. And this song is a long one. There's a lot of lyrics in this one. So starting off, they say, trying to rain, trying to rain on the thunder. Tell the storm I'm new. I'm a wall, come and march on the regular, painting white flags blue. Lord forgive me, I've been running, running blind in truth. I'm a rain, I'm a rain on this bitter love. Tell the sweet I'm new. I'm telling these tears, go and fall away, fall away. Oh, may the last one burn into flames. Freedom, freedom, I can't move. Freedom, cut me loose. So pretty self-explanatory. She's trying to be cut from this person. She wants to be free. She's tired of feeling all of this around her. She just wants to be let loose. Cut me away. I'm tired of these tears falling, like fly away. I'm over it. And I'm ready to be free, you know? Yeah, so this is another one that's, again, like you said, it's really long. There's a lot of lyrics. This one definitely has some like spiritual gospel religious feeling connotations to it definitely some 
spiritual, gospel, religious types of language and verbiage in here as well. Um, it maybe strays a little bit from the main themes of the album because like you could say the whole freedom thing is like her saying freedom from her marriage but then when you put that alongside like all of these sort of like churchy gospel-y words and like moments that she has in the song I feel like it's also could be freedom like religiously it could be freedom meaning like I mean I don't know it could be a lot of different things I just don't know the it's not my favorite on the album for the fact that it doesn't like go as much for me. I feel like there are half of the songs on this album. She's literally blatantly talking about Jay-Z cheating on her. And then the other half she isn't. And that's what throws me a little bit. I'm like either let's go like full force a hundred percent into this or like not. But what are these other songs doing here? Cause they just seem like fluff to me. I agree. I think the energy of the song is amazing. When you hear it, you can feel the energy from it. And Kendrick Lamar raps in it, which I'm not very familiar with Kendrick Lamar. I know a few of his feature songs on some other songs that I know, but overall, I totally agree. There's a lot of different meanings. I don't think this is specifically for freedom of a relationship. It could be freedom from, like you said, religion, so many different ways that this could be interpreted. So I love that. And I'm sure a lot of people love this song. I think this song is actually pretty popular. I know a few people that do love this song, but like you said, it doesn't go smoothly with all the other themes with divorce and stuff like that. I feel like it's also really interesting that out of all the songs in the album, this is the one where at the very end it says, I had my ups and downs, but always find the inner strength to pull myself up. I was served lemons, but I made lemonade. I love that. It's so interesting to me that out of all of the album, this song is like the namesake. I feel like this song has a lot of history behind it. I feel like there's a lot of depth to it and a lot of personal meaning to Beyonce. So I would love to know more from her POV, from just us interpreting it. But like you said, very interesting choice. And I believe it's a voice note for maybe one of her relatives, maybe her grandmother even, or mother. I could be completely wrong. Overall, I would just love to know if they wrote this before or after he cheated on her and she found out. Interesting. I would too. That's interesting. I'd just be curious to know, like, was this something that happened to work with the vibe? So they put it into the album or was it written for the album? Huh. I don't know. Moving on from freedom let's get into all night what are your thoughts opinions of this track obviously i love this one this is another one of the i would say most popular most famous songs from this album um and i feel like this one goes really hard i've seen i haven't seen it live but i've seen videos of her performing this song live and i think this one goes really really hard when she performs it live but this one again like just doesn't make sense with the album i guess you could say because like all of a sudden it's like this is basically the song i feel like is about making love like having sex see i feel like this song is when she goes back i feel like this is her caving in she's like all right this is the decision mm -hmm. she's made it up in her mind she's going back to jay-z because obviously they're still together so that decision was made at some point and maybe that's why she came back because she wanted to love all night 
she loves having sex with Jay-Z. I mean, I don't know if that's what, I mean, oh. if we're, if we're putting sweet mercy, if we're putting this into the lemonade album and it's towards the end of the album. So maybe that's why the last few tracks haven't been as hard on Jay-Z as the beginning of the album was because she's kind of twisting the narrative. Okay. Like, well, I don't need to shit on him this whole time because I went back to him and my kids will be hearing this one day. You know what I mean? So like, I mean, I'm just guessing, but this song is good. And I want to go over some lyrics. She says, I found the truth beneath your lies. Oh, so she found out she was cheating on her. And true love never has to hide. I'll trade your broken wings for mine. I've seen your scars and kissed your crime. So many people that I know, they just trying to touch you. Kiss up and rub up and fill up on you. Kiss up and rub up and fill up on you. Give you some time to prove that I can trust you again. I'm going to kiss up and rub up and fill up. Kiss up and rub up and fill up on you. So right there, I believe this is them coming back to trusting each other because she's like, I'm seeing, I mean, obviously it's Jay-Z. So they're going to all these parties. I mean, Jay-Z's a celebrity and a lot of people would still to this day be with Jay-Z just to be with Jay-Z, the name. You know what I mean? So everyone around her, I'm sure she does feel a little threatened, especially after being cheated on. She's like, who, I can't fucking trust you. So it's like kind of taking back that role of, yeah, I know everyone around you is trying to do it, but give me some time that I'm going to be the one back on you, you know? I think it's so interesting, the lyrics. So many people that I know, they're just trying to touch you. Hmm. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. I feel like every celebrity, I mean, I feel like if I was dating anyone, Miley Cyrus, Harry Styles, who the fuck ever, if you're dating a celebrity, nine out of the 10 people you're around in the day would fuck your boyfriend or girlfriend, which would be very hard to come to terms with. I mean, Beyonce must love them. I mean, they've been together since 2003. I'm not making excuses, but I'm just trying to get into her mindset of why she went back. Obviously, they have a child, which is a whole different level on it. But I mean, who knows? The song is basically about them having sweet love. And that probably is why they got back together. I mean, she says, I remember. And that's why. Oh. Kiss up and rub up and feel up on you. Beyonce, you lost me at the very I end. I missed you, my love. See? Right there. She literally kissed the song with I'm Back with Jay-Z. Right there. She's like, oh, how I missed you, my love. Kind of sounding like she just had intercourse. Because she's like out of breath, like, oh, how I missed you, my love. Like, bitch, don't feel relieved. No, I'm mad at you. So she was really like all night. Love you guys. I'm going to give you this tea. And then she's going to give the most pop serve ever with the next track formation which is honestly might be my favorite song off the album because on the way home from work today i listened to this whole album and this is like the last song and i was just like dancing it's such a good song to get into so really this song has nothing to do with jay-z in my opinion i think this is honestly just like a great song she's like you know what this needs to be the lead single for lemonade and she did it and she served and it was just kiss you're right that honestly i never thought about that before but formation is one of my favorites on this album and it isn't necessarily about cheating this is about like hooking up in a car and like feeling all sexy and hot and in love so you're right like i'm just a hypocrite because i was trying to call out those other songs but the truth the truth is is i love formation it's the same vibe 
But maybe that's why the songs on the album that I listen to the most that I love are the ones where she's like randomly feeling it again. I like them and play it a lot because this is where we're like, hmm, feeling good, feeling hot, feeling in love. Exactly. Like this song, when I'm going out, this will be on the playlist. Like I can pop my puss to it any time of the year, any night, any week, anything. So she opens up with honestly one of the most iconic opening lines ever because this has been... A headline forever so she was like you know what i'm gonna confront you hoes she says y'all haters corny with that illuminati mess paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh i'm so reckless when i rock my givenchy dress favorite lyrics of beyonce's of all time by the way i'm so reckless when i rock my givenchy dress <laughs> yeah she's like, i'm gonna That's name drop I'm going to name drop it. That's a lyric that would make me squeal the first time I ever heard it. That's a squealer. <laughs> she says, I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces. My daddy, Alabama, mama, Louisiana. And I went on a spring break vacation to Louisiana, and I put this song on 25,000 times because I went through both Alabama and Louisiana. So I was like, wait, I'm like basically Beyonce. Beyonce, Beyonce. How do you think I feel when she says Texas Bama? I'm like, oh. oh. When Tori came to visit, we were Texas Bama. Oh, 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 that's iconic. That should have been an Instagram caption, babes. But also, so parts of this song that make it so iconic too, like I love how she talks about like my daddy, Alabama. Mama Louisiana. In a, in a second there, she'll say, I got hot sauce in my bag. Swag. Swag. Like, I think this song, for a lot of Beyonce fans and a lot of people who weren't Beyonce fans before, made her seem a lot more real, a lot more approachable, a lot more normal, like, chill, human, like a person. Like yeah. any one of us. And this song is so good. It's so catchy, by the way. And... Even when she's talking about some of these like silly things, there's still like this like sexy like dancing vibe to it, but there's also this like really hype like spring sound in the background or some kind of like sound. I don't even know what it is, but it's just repeating again and again and getting me even more hype. It's so good. Yeah, like you cannot help but to dance when you hear this song. It's so good. And it's kind of camp to me. It's like funny and like makes me giggle with some of the lyrics. She says, I see it, I want it, I stunt yellow bonnet. I dream it, I work hard, I grind till I own it. I twirl on them haters, albino alligators. Right there, she's spitting bars too. Like I love when the lyrics just hit too. It's like just like spitting. She's like fire, 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 fire. So good. One of my favorite lyrics is, when he fuck me good, I take his ass to Red Lobster because I slay. Bitch. Yeah, I love that part. I love that. She says, when he fuck, fuck me, me good, I take his ass to Red Lobster. Because I slay. Like, that's so good. Like, that's so fun. Um, she also, this is like, she's like hyping herself up too. She says, if he hit it right, I might take him on a flight on my chopper because I slay. Drop him off at the mall, let him buy some J's, let him shop up because I slay. I might get your song played on the radio station because I slay. You might just be a Black Bill Gates in the making because I slay. I just might be the Black Bill Gates in the making. Like, so good. She's like, you know what? I have the fucking 
balls in this relationship, bitch. Like, I'm the guy. You need me. I have my own jet. I'm going to take you to Red Lobster. I'm going to take you to the mall. I'm going to get you your song on the radio station. I'm going to be the Black Bill Gates. Like, she just is like, I'm a bad bitch. Like, she's owning it. And finally, by the end, where she's starting with Pray You Catch Me, she's finally come to formation with, and has her confidence back. And I don't know. I just love it. I love this kind of a full circle moment from the beginning to the end. And she said, you know what? I'm that bitch. I love it. She spits bars. She's funny. She's got some attitude, some sass, and she really lays it all out there. I mean, what's not to love? I love it. If you haven't heard it, this is a great song to listen to anytime, any day. It's super fun. And I also love that she ends with, you know you that bitch when you cause all this conversation. Always stay gracious. Best revenge is your paper. She said, you know what? I got a bag and my bag's full. So go check on yours, babes, and leave me the fuck alone. So I live. And like, I mean, that's basically lemonade. Like she really did the damn thing overall. I think this was Beyonce's most honest and raw album by far, in my opinion. I agree. And I think my favorite lyrics from the entire album are when you fuck me right, I take his ass to Red Lobster because I slay. <laughs> It's so, so good. But before we head out, I just want to know, Chloe, what are your top three songs from this album? Top three. I kind of have like a top four, but I'll say for sure. Top three would be Hold Up, then Sorry, then Formation. Let's go there. I'm pretty close. I am Sorry, Formation, and Sandcastles because we got to throw a little chill vibe in there, you know? No, you've loved Sandcastles since the day it came out. I probably wouldn't even like Sandcastles as much as I do if it weren't for how much you love it. I love it and I love you, Chloe. I had so much fun <laughs> reviewing this album today and I hope everyone listening enjoyed as well. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at EFBF Podcast where we post all the behind the scenes content and also follow us on TikTok because we have our first TikTok posted and we'll be posting more throughout the coming weeks. TikTok on the clock. But the party don't party stop. stop no. oh, oh, oh. Alright, you guys, I have gotta go. I have not even spoken to my mans yet today. So I know it's on Spotify and Amazon Music. Download, rate, and subscribe. But if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything at all. <laughs> and we love you for listening. I sound like that character from Big Mouth, like lol. You do, you do. We love you for listening. Good. Good.